0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Today I want to wrap up this series. Does anyone remember what it's called? It's Honor, the Lost Art. You say, well, what else can pa- Pastor Matt talk about concerning honor? What else can we do? What? What? Well, how about this? How about, let me get right into it if that's okay. How about Honoring our what? Commitments. Would you put in parentheses there our word? Commitments. Our word. See if you can edit that screen for me. Put our word in parentheses there because I want you to see both. Many people, I can speak for Americans. I can probably speak for humans. But it's our word. Commitments. We make them every day, and sometimes people just make them real casually, right? I have people call me and lie to me that they're gonna be at church. I'm like, I didn't even ask you. (laughs) They'll just, they'll just, I have people walk up to me and say, hey man, I'll see you tonight. I'm like, praise God, okay, great, and I believe it, and they're not there. Hey, that's between them and God. But we've gotta learn to honor our word, God honors His word. And Scripture teaches we should honor our word. we got to honor our commitments. All right, let's go to Ecclesiastes 5.4. Look at this. When you make a promise or a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. How many times have we as believers, American Christians, we said, Lord, if you get me out of this man, I will serve you. Right? Have you done that? Do you know someone who did it? Have you, have you known someone who accepted Jesus and it meant nothing and they walked away from God just because they were, they were in a lawsuit? They had a case. Man, it's amazing how people want to accept Jesus when they're going through trouble. And that's great. But they got to stay there. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it. For he has no pleasure in fools. <laughs> Golly. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow. And not pay. All right. Do we have English Standard Version 2 back there? If not, don't worry about it. Just wondering. That's a good translation. That's a good translation. Let's go to Ephesians 4.25, just in the New Living. Ephesians 4.25. Let's put put this one in New Living Translation, if you don't mind. This says, therefore, putting away lying. That's an old school way of saying it. Let each one of you speak truth. With his neighbor, for we are members of one another, right? You gotta speak truth. People are very casual with the truth. The truth is very fluid for them. This is very direct. This is written to believers. Someone say believers. Yes, written to believers. It says, so stop telling lies. I've met people, and this is creepy, but I've met people who lie constantly, believer or not, or supposed to be believers. And I'm going, why, why would you lie about everything? And I know it becomes a habit, and I know it opens the door to the devil, and it becomes a spirit, but, man, we got to get to the place where we're talking to people we love that should be everyone. You need to tell them the truth. You need to tell them the truth. Part of honoring commitments and honoring your word is just being truthful with people. Jesus talks about that in the New Testament. In the Gospels, he said, let your, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Just yes or no. And you know, you'd avoid a lot of problems if you just spoke truth to people. Say, man, you know what? I can't be there. I won't be there. No, I'm not going to do that. Yes, I'm going to do that. But you're better off saying, I'm not going to do that, and then showing up. You know, like the parable that Jesus told? You're better off saying, ah, no, no thanks, and then you surprise everybody and show up than saying, yeah, I'll be there and just vanishing. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. I got a revelation of this as a much much younger man I was a teenager and I don't know what it was I was inspired by a few people a few men of God and by the word but I thought man you know what I really need to become a man of my word I was in my late teens and I bumped into somebody one time and I guess I would told him hey yeah we'll get together on a Friday or something he was a friend of mine and I said yeah yeah and I, I used to just be real casual with my word and of all places does anybody remember Hastings? Remember Hastings? It was in the mall at that time. So I walked into Hastings that night, and I bumped into the guy that I'd given my word to. Yeah, we'll get together. And I don't know if I was his only friend. I probably was one of his very few friends. And I was naturally an opportunist at that time, I think. I bumped into him, and it changed my life. It wasn't in church. I wasn't reading my Bible at that moment. I was in Hastings, probably one of the most sinful places in Hobbes at that moment. I don't know. Besides the bars. But I bumped into him. I'll never forget the look on his face. He was so hurt with me. And he said, bro, I was waiting to hear from you all day. He said, man, you got to keep your word. I remember in that moment, I said, oh, I'm sorry about that. I don't know how much I meant it. But I must have, because in hindsight, it really settled on me. I said, man, I do need to keep my word. I'm very casual with my word. I just throw it out there. Yeah, we'll see you there. I've had people tell me that, and I guess it's just a saying, hey, I'll call you later. Well, why would you tell me that if you're not going to call me later? I may be sitting by my phone waiting. Why be so casual? And I know people say, oh, I'll call you later. I'll call you later today. Man, keep your word. If you're not going to do it, don't say it. Or you're going to say, man, if I get time, I will get with you today. Okay, great. If you fit me in, great but that was life-changing to me. And He was a believer, of course. We were both believers in high school. We held each other accountable, and that changed my life. I was a senior in high school, and he said, man, bro, keep your word. you got to keep your word. I don't know who this is hitting this morning. I don't know any of you in detail in this area, this part of your life. But look, it, Scripture says, it's very clear there, stop telling lies. When you break your word, you're telling a lie. Huh. When you break your commitments, your commitments to God, not just to God, but to others, let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we're all parts of the same body. You know what my grandpa used to say? He used to say, son, we're only as good as our word. You've heard that. Some of you, man, are more old school than others. You heard that. Maybe your parents taught you that. Maybe you forgot. That's a powerful principle to live by. We're only as good as our word. But you know what? I take it back to what we talked about recently, and that is I want to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. I don't like to be lied to. I don't like people just throwing their word out. I mean, I, I, I get excited. It might be something great. You say, man, I'm going to meet you later today, and God spoke to me. I'm going to give you $500. I'm going to be all excited. Or I'm going to give you something special, or I'm going to give you a word from God, or I'm just going to whatever. You know what? We've got to learn to keep our word. I'm still working on it. I'm better at it now. But I've got to be careful with that. I really do. If I say it, I've got to do it. And if it doesn't work out, then call and break your word to someone by telling them. That's okay. Say, man, you know what? I'm not going to be there. Or I'm running late. Or whatever. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. For we are all parts of the same body. I remember when I was a youth pastor so many years ago. I took the role at 24 years of age. And some of my youth members used to use it against me because they said, they, they knew I was a man of my word, so sometimes they'd mess with me and go, they'd go, man, Pastor Matt, you said you gave your word. And I was like, did I really give my word about that? Because I don't remember. And they're all, yeah, you did. And I'm like, wait, did I not? And they're like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, so you're lying to try to get me to do something you want. But I see I, it was a compliment that they knew that if I'd given my word, I was going to do my best to do it. And I still want to be an example in that way. God's always working on us. How many of you know we're a work in progress? Are you a work in progress? Have you arrived? When I was a kid, we used to sing in church, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. <laughs> the song says it took him, took him just a week to make the sun and the moon and the earth and Mars and Jupiter and all these things, but he's still working on me. He, he, he finished all that. But we are very special work. We are his prized creation, and he's working on us constantly. And so continue to let God work on you in this area. Honor your commitments. Honor your word, all right? So that's number one. Let's go to uh, Job 26.10 real quick. Job 26.10. And while we're on this verse, I just want to give you guys a heads up. Everything else will be a New Living Translation except for Colossians, Ephesians, and the last Ecclesiastes. You all have those? Do you have them in ESV or New King James? Okay, perfect, perfect. Just making sure. Excellent. Thank you. So, Job twenty six ten. Look at what the Lord did here, and we're going somewhere. Someone say we're going somewhere. This is a big deal. I'm going to speak to Hispanics. I'm Hispanic. Um, Hispanics. This is one of our weaknesses. Okay, and I'm going to explain to it, explain it to you in a minute. He created the horizon when he separated the waters. Someone say separated. He set the boundary between day and night. Someone say boundary. God is a God of boundaries. I don't know who I'm talking to today, and God's worked on me in this area, but I feel like just knowing Hispanics, I have a Hispanic last name, Hispanics are funny about boundaries. I think we as Hispanics, man, I don't know about everybody else, and maybe just there's folks like this in every culture, but Hispanics love to give unsolicited advice. Hispanics love to get in each other's business. I'm not sticking it to you. I'm telling you, I'm a Hispanic, so I can speak with authority about this. One side of our family was very Hispanic, the Senas. And, hey, man, Hispanics, they, they're not great at boundaries. And we can work on boundaries, though. God created boundaries. Shouldn't we respect them if he created them? Sure. Let's go to Acts 17, 26. Look at some of these examples of boundaries. Boundaries are throughout Scripture. We'll talk some more about them here in a moment. From one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. Talking about God. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he what? Determined their boundaries. You know what I noticed in Proverbs over and over again when I was studying for this message? The Lord said, don't move the ancient boundaries. You ever notice that? God says it over and over again. I remember when we were looking at some land years ago, me and a cousin of mine, we were into some investments. And we figured out that the boundary was wrong for this one place on Turner and there was more land behind it. We were thinking about buying the land behind it. And the boundary was off by like 10 feet, I remember. I remember we talked about it. And I said, man, that would give us a lot more space. But they got fences. And then the Lord quickened it to me and said, don't mess with those old boundaries. Why would you need to do that? I didn't need the living space. It was just an investment. But their surveying was off, and it was incorrect. And it was amazing because I went, oh, wow, because was, it was quickened to me by the Spirit of God. The Lord says, for whatever reason, he's like, some of those boundaries, don't get in there and move the ancient boundary markers. Why? Number one, you can cause a fight. Someone say a fight. fight. Huh? Can you imagine? Someone shows up at your house and goes, hey, I need 20 20 feet of your property is mine. You're going to be real glad to hear that. Right? That's mine. You need to move your storage shed. This is actually ours. I know the boundaries from 50 or 60 years ago, but I found something older than that. Your shed, you need to tear it down or give it to me. Mm. Boundaries are there for a reason. Let's go to Psalm 104.9. Speaking of the Lord, then you set a firm boundary for the seas so they would never again cover the earth. So we know the earth will never again be flooded completely like it was during Noah's flood. Why? Because God has set a boundary in place. Have you ever thought about this? The 10 commandments are 10 boundaries. Someone say 10 boundaries. Commandments, laws, regulations, rules, those are boundaries. I've talked about this over the years so many times. In front of the church is a school zone. I've seen people violate that boundary. I don't know what the speed limit is. there. It's probably 20, 15, or 20, but I've seen people blaze through there when the lights are flashing and go 40, 50 miles an hour just about racing through there. They're violating a boundary. Do you know violating a boundary can be dangerous? Not only for your own health, it can bring danger to you or danger to someone else when you violate a boundary. Boundaries are in place for a reason, especially godly boundaries, rules and regulations, laws that make sense, I remember the boundaries they were trying to create during COVID, and they actually hurt people. You had people depressed and suicidal because they didn't feel like they could go to church or meet in their small group. There were people in Alcoholics Anonymous that didn't feel comfortable going to Alcoholics Anonymous because the state government was saying you can't meet in more than just a few people you can't meet. Man, we met. We met, we met, we met. We got caught off guard one Sunday here. That was Easter Sunday of 2020. We did everything live stream cuz we'd given our word if they put it in writing, but after that we met in the parking lot and then came back in. And I wanted to tell, man, I wanted to tell the world and I will say this again, never again will they violate our boundaries when it comes to serving God and worshiping him at church. Would you would you agree with me today? We will not let them violate our boundaries. That's a boundary given to us by the Constitution. People don't understand the Constitution. Man, they need to study the Word and then study the Constitution. The Word's the greatest document ever, and Constitution's up there. It could be the second greatest document ever. That and the Emancipation Proclamation. But listen, you've got you, you to realize there are some boundaries that we're not going to let some people cross. Did you know some people have been so abused in their lifetimes, they don't even realize that skin is a boundary? They don't realize that a door is a boundary. When people break into a car, they're violating a boundary. When they steal something, they're violating a boundary. read the story about a guy this weekend, and he was being tested by someone, and someone said they were testing this guy's character. And they said, hey, um," the guy knew they were his own $100 bills. He walks up to this dishonest fellow, and he goes, hey, I found these two 100s. Did you drop them? Were these yours? The guy checked his wallet and goes, yeah, they sure are mine. Big liar, just violated a boundary. He lied and he stole in one fell swoop. And the guy tested him, but he went not gave him the two 100s for free. I wouldn't have done that. I would have, have said, liar, pants on fire, man. Get out of here. This is my money, man. What's wrong with you? This is tithed on. This is, this is God's money. People do that. They violate boundaries. Let me tell you a quick story. God has always had to work on my boundaries. I remember growing up on the south side, we had a neighbor, and she was a little old lady, and her name was Gladys. She lived alone, and she'd pull weeds in her yard all by herself. And the other neighbor used to say, have you seen Gladys? She's standing on her head again because she would be all day long, this lady in her 70s, 80s, bent over picking up weeds. She'd keep her yard clean. Well, when we first moved to South Hobbs in the 80s, she had an old fence At some point, after we got a basketball goal in, she put a taller fence up, and it was chain link. But how many of you know that when kids jump into chain link fences and climb them over and over again, they start to bend? Well, that was her boundary. She'd get so irritated with us because our ball would bounce into her yard. So sometimes we'd ask her, sometimes we'd violate the boundary, just see who was quicker to get over the fence, go get the ball, and come back. But that was a boundary she created. That was her property. It was private. And I look back on that and say, man, we were violating her boundaries. I remember at one point I felt convicted for climbing the fence, even though she wasn't home. So I sent my little brother. I said, John, why don't you just jump the fence? Get over there real quick, if you would. I'll be right here. And he would. But later I felt convicted. I felt convicted. Yeah, okay, I'll never jump the fence again. And here I was sending him. That's a bad message. That was a boundary. Because our ball would bounce over the fence. Oh, we got to stop the game. Go, go run around. Go ask Gladys if we can get into her. And she would come get it and throw it over. Or she'd let us walk through the house and go get it. But, hey, you got to honor boundaries. No matter how silly they seem to you, you really need to take, take a moment and consider boundaries and go, you know what? It's there for a reason. Now, let me say this before I move on. If the government is imposing stuff that is against your constitutional rights or if one day they say, hey, serving God is illegal, that's when you go, this is my boundary. You're trying to create a boundary, but that's a false boundary. That's a big lie, and I'm not messing with it. You can't do that to me. Here you are. I mean, Pastor Jen went to Egypt, and they are preaching the gospel to the best of their ability, and it's illegal. It's dangerous, but hey, they're allowing it there. They're kind of turning a blind eye to it, so hey, they got to go. How many of you know we got to submit unto God rather than man? If God tells me to do something and man tells me to do something different, I go with what God said, as long as I'm not violating other people's rights or hurting them. Me preaching the gospel is something beautiful, and it's light, and it's life, and it's helping someone. So I just remember that during COVID, I thought, Man, this feels like communist China. They don't want us to leave our house. After a while, people were jogging around wearing masks. Hey, and that's okay if you choose to do that. That's fine. But it's a virus. You can't keep people from getting it. It's going to get everywhere. Let's just not meet. Let's be at home depressed. Had people so sad and heartbroken during COVID, they felt like they couldn't meet. They said, the government, I bumped into a lady. She said, oh yeah, the government. They, they, no, it's a, it's a federal law now. That's not a federal law. They're mandates from governors. No, 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 no. You can, you know what? You can honor mandates and stuff like that by being respectful and loving. I could have probably been a little bo- more respect for the governess during that time. I was pretty mad at her. God had to do a work in me. But I will tell you right now, there's times we just quietly do what we know is right because we have a boundary. So we've got to honor boundaries, but we've got to honor the boundaries that God has given for us so that one day we don't have regrets. One day our conscious, conscious uh, inside, our conscience isn't after us because we violated our conscience. Don't you violate your conscience. If you know you're called to church, you show up to church. Because let me tell you right now, they may do that again one day. That was a test run. They were taking notes. They said, who closed and who didn't? Who wore masks and who, did, who went and who did who stayed Who stayed out of church but went to Walmart? Because we want everybody at Walmart, but you can't go to church. We'd leave Dad's house on Sundays, and we'd look over at Walmart, and the parking lot, it was just all the way to McDonald's, full, all the way out to the street, but people couldn't go to church. Get out of here with that mess. Oh, that's a big building. It's a building. Who cares? If you need to, man, you say, I'm scared, then sit by the back door and crack the door open. You can breathe the, the wonderful oxygen outside. I mean, whatever you got to do. Man, you got to stay connected to God, and you've got to have boundaries that protect you, and you've got to honor God's boundaries. Can I get an amen in here? You've got to honor His boundaries. So His commandments are boundaries. The, the water, that when it comes to the shore, is a boundary. The sky and the earth, there's boundaries. The earth and outer space, there's boundaries there. Guess what? Good boundaries, good fences make for good neighbors. You want to stay on friendly terms with your neighbors? Make sure there's a fence between your yards. You'll stay real friendly. Keeps their dogs out of your yard, etc. So we've got to honor boundaries. Now let's go to Colossians 4.5. Colossians 4.5. Look at this. Walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of of the time. Ladies and gentlemen, we as believers, we've got to honor time. God has only given us a certain amount of time, just like we have a certain amount of time in the service. Man, I've been to places, I've been to other countries, I've been to church services where people didn't honor people's time. And I'm not talking about revivals breaking out, man, people are getting healed. The spirit of God is moving so strong, you just forget about time. No, God moves and then sometimes there's a lull and we have services here. We always end in time for the Spanish. But man, people got to learn how to honor time. Did you know I honor people's time? And I make them honor my time. I teach Spanish and English classes on the side here and there. And if they show up late for a class, the agreement I have with that company to teach their, their, their employees Spanish or English, then if they're five minutes late, then now they only have 55 minutes with me because my boundary is one hour. And that's what we agreed to. Now, if I show up late, it's something else. But I'm going to tell you, and I will make sure to make up the time and honor their time and apologize. But, man, we've got to honor time. Time is so valuable. You've only only been given a small amount of it on this earth. Man, if you live to be 80 years, 85, 90, your time is still limited. Let's go to Ephesians 5.15. Look at what this says. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Huh. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Man, we got to preach the gospel while we can, huh? you got to speak the truth while you can. Jesus said, you, we gotta, we've got to teach and preach. we got to work while it's still day because someday the night is coming. We can't work. You can't do the things you used to do, so you got to make the best use of the time because the days are evil. Hmm. Look at this. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 3 1. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time for everything. There's a time to joke around. There's a time to have fun. There's a time to live. There's a time to die. There's a time to gather stones, a time to scatter stones. There's a time for everything, a a time to laugh and mourn. There's a time for everything under heaven. We've got to honor times and seasons. For everything, there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Make time important. And I've noticed this. You want to receive favor from people? Honor their time. How can you do that? We go back up to number one. We can honor our word by being on time. We said we're going to make it. We need to make our commitment. We need to keep it. Number two, look at that boundary. Got to keep boundaries. And number three, time. Continue to honor time. Don't forget about it. Don't treat it just like whatever. You know what I believe? I believe honoring time in many ways is honoring God because he's given us a certain amount of time. There are moments, hey, and there's times we hang out and you say, Man, we're just wasting time. That's cool. You're hanging out, shooting the breeze. There's a time for that, right? But not all the time. I try not to waste people's time. Even in staff meeting, we do our best to start on time and finish on time. Sometimes we've gone over, but I want to make sure that I'm honoring time, just like on a Sunday morning. Have you guys ever noticed the countdown on a Sunday morning? When do we start? When it hits zero, we're starting because we want to start on time, we honor time. Time is a commodity, and we're not getting more of it. You're just not. So in closing today, let me say this about time. Make sure you're spending time with the people you love. Make sure you're spending time with those kids, dads, moms, aunts, uncles. Man, make sure you're spending time with them. You've heard me say this before, and this is not an original thought. I've heard it from much wiser people than me. But you never heard of someone on their deathbed saying, I wish I made more money. No, you hear people say, I wish I had more time. I remember my mom in 2013, she got so sick, she said, I am not ready to die. I need more time. Even in 2018, when she passed away, God had given her an extension of five years And that's wonderful. We got closer to mom. We spent time with mom. Dad and mom were together. He was caring for her. We helped dad and mom. She was with her kids. But man, people that cross over, they're just ready for more time, many of them. And my mom crossed over in peace. She was a woman of God. She was ready to go to heaven. But she was young. Time is valuable, huh? I look back on all those years we had with mom and my grandparents, other people that have gone to heaven, people that used to come to this church and and have gone to heaven. My uncle Charles, Charlie Mendoza used to come here with his wife. And you say, man, should we have spent more time together? Time. Honor time. Honor your commitments and your word and boundaries and time. You're not going to get more time unless God gives it to you. Hezekiah was about to die, and God gave him 15 more years. That was an amazing occurrence. 15 more years, the king of Israel, king of Judah. Is time valuable? Oh, man, it's valuable. Today, spend time with people you love. And if it's been a while, you know what? This is free. I wasn't going to go here at all. This was not part of the plan. I don't know who I am speaking to today. They may be on the live stream. They may be in this house. Hear the prophetic word today. This is for here and now. If you are estranged from someone from a, for a crazy, dumb reason, you say, man, I've not spoken to them in years. Maybe you had to draw a boundary. I don't know the whole story. But you say, man, I don't want to have regrets. It's time, it's time to make amends if you, if you possibly can. Make peace with that person. If it's been so long... Or they're sick and you still haven't talked to them or whatever. Don't wait because life can change real quickly. And all I've heard as a pastor over the years is, man, I wish I would have spoken to them. I wish we would have got it right. I wish we would have spent time. You know what? Make it right. I believe there's several someones in here today that God is speaking to you directly. You have people in your lives that you need to get it right with. You need to get it right with them. You need to talk to them again. Why? Because we're running out Of time. Now is the time. Someone say, now is the time. Uh Uh-huh. Don't wait. Don't wait. And I believe God is saying to you, get it right with them, even if it's just on your behalf. If they give you a headache and they don't want to get it right, then you say, hey, I love you. God bless you. But we're good. I'm right with God. I'm praying for you. Tell them. Say, say, God has told me to get, get right with you. That, and, and the word has. I'm just reminding you of, you of what the word says. Scripture says, make peace with all mankind. Anyone that you're in contact with, you don't stay, don't stay all, just on a, in a bad situation with a man. They may die. You may never see them again. Get right with people. You only have so much time. Do you hear me today? You want to honor time. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Speaking of time, Scripture says today is the day of salvation. Is there anyone in this house at the sound of my voice that says, Pastor Matt, I need to accept Jesus. If I died, I wouldn't make heaven. In fact, I would, I would probably go to hell. Say, Pastor Matt, you're bringing that up in church? Yes, Jesus spoke about hell much more than he spoke about heaven. If you have never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of your life, if that is you today, Please raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. not going to shame you in any way. This is a grand thing. This is a wonderful thing for you to accept Jesus. If that's you today, raise your hand. You want to get right with God? You don't know where you'd go if you died? Man, today is the day. Don't wait. Don't wait. I will not shame you in any way. We'll pray with you as a family. Right where you're seated, we're going to pray. You say, man, I don't know if I'm right with God. There's only one way to make sure, is to pray this prayer with me. If that's you, raise your hand. Same on the live stream. We're going to pray it either way. But if you'd like to tell the Lord in public, you're making a commitment. Raise that hand. All right. Let's pray together. Let's make sure of your salvation, right? Those of you on the live stream or if there's anyone in here that was too nervous to raise their hand, please pray this prayer with me, everybody as a church family. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word. Without you, apart from you, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. I take my sins to you. Only you can cleanse me and wipe them away. Please forgive me, Lord. Say, I'm sorry. Say, I believe that you're Lord. Say, I confess that you're my Lord and Savior. And say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again. Say, come into my heart, Lord. Jesus, come to live in me and with me. I accept you as my Savior, and I believe. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. I want everyone to stand to their feet and look at me just for a moment. Go ahead and stand to your feet in God's presence, if you would, please. This is going to take courage. I'm not going to call you up here. But let me just ask you simply, if there is anyone in this house, we talked about it just briefly for a while ago. If there's anyone in this house that says, I need to make peace with someone. see, Some of you, you may be a unique situation. You say, I've already tried. I'm fine. I've forgiven them. I have a boundary. We're not messing around anymore. We're not talking anymore. That's fine. God's spoken to you, and you know. But some of you know in your heart that you need to make peace with someone. If that's you, would you raise your hand today with me? Say, man, I need to make peace with someone. Ooh, God bless you. It's not everybody, but that that took courage, you guys. All right, thank you for your honesty. Let's bow our heads and pray. I'm going to pray with you right now and pray for you. Father, for your servants today, these saints of God who have been so brave and courageous to admit that you're calling them to make peace with someone, Father, give them strength, be with them, give them the courage, and let them work out the time. Lord God, I know it's not easy all the time to reconnect with someone. It's been a while, but Lord, you said for us to pursue peace with all men. Now, Lord, give them wisdom, help them to walk in forgiveness, and to show it, even if the other person acts crazy. You've called these folks, these believers, these saints of God, walk in forgiveness love and maturity so help them to pursue peace and get this situation right in Jesus name we thank you for today father we give you the glory in Jesus name amen hey so if it's brief if if it's man hey I love you I'm thinking of you just want to make sure we're right and we're okay if you need to ask them for forgiveness great go ahead but, you know, some people may or may not say they're sorry to you, but you'd be surprised if you contact someone. A lot of people will say, you know what? It's been too long. I'm sorry. I've had to do it myself, contact people, and it was tough. Say, man, it's been so long now. I'm used to not contacting them. I don't want to talk to them, but you need to do it, okay? If God's calling you to do it, if you just don't have a lifelong boundary, say, man, that's enough. They were abusive. I forgave them. They're done. But if it's some other situation and you say man I feel led to talk to them please do this week contact them even if it's by phone okay now's the time love you guys I'm proud of y'all please be seated in God's